0: Chest out Mike say. My name is
1: Mikey Menez. This is the Alamo City Sportscast coming at you from beautiful San Antonio, Texas, West San Antonio, West Bear County represented. My name's Mikey Menez. Joe Garcia, producing today's show. It is january twenty fifth. The rain has gone away. Lots to get into. Is it you, safe
0: to watch the car? <laughs> it's safe to watch the
1: car? As the clouds start to go away, I think the Rookie of the Year clouds are going away, too. Jeez, man. It is Wemby's at this point. Yeah. At,
0: yesterday kind of proved it. So we
1: have a lot to get into today.
0: Yeah. Hey, we, we got somebody watching us from the Netherlands, man.
1: Oh, yeah. very nice. What's going on, Garrett, from the Netherlands? We have a lot going on right now. Okay. We're talking about the Spurs. We're talking about Wemby versus Chet. It was nationally televised on ESPN yesterday. couple of things. What are your thoughts on the Chet versus Wemby last night? Them going mano a mano in the third and fourth quarter there. We'll get into that. Also, did you watch this game, listening to it on ESPN or CW35? Because the yeah. local broadcasting versus the national broadcasting, and people were going back and forth on Twitter
0: about this last night. You're <laughs> going to listen to the guys over at ESPN or, or Sean. Yeah. Sean Elliott. And Bill Land. And Bill Land. Right?
1: Yeah. Uh, Sohan. Oh, my God, dude. It was such a bad game. I don't know what to make out of this. We do have a special co-host today, uh, Ricardo Fernandez from the United States Marine Corps. You know him as the Fernandez. House. He'll be on in a few minutes as well. Yeah. Uh, a famous porn star has died. <laughs> Nessio Talk. Nessio Talk. Yeah. Okay. And it was so funny because I log on to various pop culture sites, and I saw that her name was there. And I remember her from the TV show Entourage that was on HBO for many years. Now, she wasn't on all the time, but she made an appearance on there that I do remember from that show. Yeah, Uh, Maybe that's the photo that we'll show, okay, as opposed to— I'll have to screen it first. Yeah, (laughs) don't worry. I'll find it. Uh, But before we get into all that, and before we bring uh, Rick on, Spernandez on, my goodness, do you ever walk into a new restaurant and then it just hits perfectly— because that's what happened to me this morning. I just got back from Sazon or whatever that's called. Oh, you
0: yeah, remember I was telling you about Sazon. It was great. Dude.
1: Right? I'm telling you, man. Okay, so Sazon, by the way, they are not a sponsor of ours. Oh, no, man. No. Uh, okay, we live off of Petrenko Road. I live outside of 1604. You live inside 1604. Yeah. We're about four or five miles from each other. But right in the middle is a new restaurant called Sazon. Now, they used to have a different location. It's uh, right Caddy here. corner yeah. near the HEB about a mile away. And it was kind of a, a, a it was like a little shopping center type of restaurant. Yeah, strip this
0: little strip mall that they had right.
1: Yes, now, right? Yeah. right next to the Buffalo Wall Wings. Yeah. And now they moved to a standalone building close to Stevens High School. That place opened up in December. Is amazing. I can see that place for birthday parties, for graduation parties, for you know all sorts of things like that. It's nice it's, uh, inside. It reminded me of like a legit Rosario's. Yeah, it's nice. I, I like Rosarios. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but Rosarios is kind of uppity, right? Sazon is kind of like puro, but it's nice.
0: It's, it's, it's a staple. It's going to become a jewel of, of the Marbach Petrenko area. It is.
1: Yeah. It is. It's going to be celebrated both inside the loop and outside the loop. Absolutely amazing. We're live right now on Facebook, Twitter, and on YouTube. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. When you go on there, like and subscribe, share what we're doing to all your friends and family, coworkers. Let them know that we go on right around 10 o'clock, and we last for about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. And then we also put this on a podcast platform because people can't watch it or listen to it on, you know, at 10 o'clock sometimes, yeah. right? But what are we doing? We are taking the place of San Antonio Sports Talk Radio because from 10 to 2, they go dark. So you can turn to shows like ours. We're in the building with Mike Taylor and Rudy J. Because I don't want to listen to Colin Coward. I don't (laughs) want to listen to Jim Rome. Let's talk about local things. And let's get to the 21st century, dude. Sports Talk Radio is a dinosaur. Let's move it on over to the podcast format. Have fun. Unfiltered. No commercials. Let's make this happen. But again, we're talking about the Spurs. We're talking about Wemby. We're talking about the NFL playoffs. We're going to have a a few segments that we like to kind of Put forth, and maybe those who are listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube, maybe you can leave a comment or two, as to whether or not you would like to have these as staples within what we do. Is it a daily staple? Is it a, um, a weekly thing that we do? So, so for like a, 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 an example could be a TikTok of the day. Like yeah. I go on TikTok, and there's some things that I find to be very, very funny. <coughs> maybe I can share a TikTok of the day. You know, we have a bunch of nestules here, dude. We have a you know, they like the girls, right? We we we've been we talked earlier about you know Sydney Sweeney yesterday. We talked about uh various people, various celebrities, Taylor Swift, Tiffany Amber Tyson, all that, right? Maybe we have the listeners present to us someone that they follow on Instagram or someone that they follow on TikTok that they think, man, that girl's hot. You should follow her. Yeah, maybe we should do that. By the way, if you look at the top right of the screen here, there is a buy us a coffee QR code there. So if you want to tip us and say, hey, thank you for being entertainment, here's a buck or two. That's your opportunity of doing so. And then also when you do that, you can also do
0: a super chat. Explain what a super chat is, Joe. Yeah, a super chat is just highlighting your your comment there, gets a highlight, and it automatically gets pushed to the front of the line. And you can—it's like a little tip, so it's like anywhere from think from two dollars to five dollars, ten dollars. Yeah. I've seen you—you you decide and, and it all goes to to helping the show, you know, keep going and 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 make a little bit of, of improvements here and there. And we're not paying our bills with this. No. What we're doing is we're paying for cameras, we're yeah. paying for lighting, we're paying graphics. for toys, yeah.
1: graphics, uh, being able to put things on Spotify, being able to do things on YouTube, editing the equipment. So it's not for us to like. Pay our CPS bill. Yeah, no, it it's keeping back. the show going. <laughs> yeah, it gets pumped back yeah. into the show. So let's bring in our guest. Yeah, I do see him. United States Marine Corps, California, San Diego area. We've got Ricardo fernandez also known as Spurnandez. He, the he's infamous. Also, the infamous Spurnandez. We're talking about the guy that you see collecting the cups
2: wherever he goes. What's going on, my favorite <clears throat> Marine? What's doing what's up? Hey, what's uh, up, guys? Thank you guys for having me. Um, speaking of stacking cups, you're, yeah. you already know this at Bear County, you know, exclusively. Bear County social apparel understood. No baby. cease and desist on this one. You know? Yeah. No, no cease and desist on this one. Hey, I'm gonna ask
0: you something. Not yet. Ask you something. Man, this is funny, dude. Our boy Chris Leha is running a poll on Twitter, right? For the best nickname uh-huh. for, for Zach Collins. Did you see that?
2: <laughs> I saw that. Yep, yep, I saw and- it. We got to yeah.
0: do your girl like this, man, because you know how she has an infatuation with Collins. You know, that's her first crush, right?
2: That is, that so, is. That's her hall pass. That's yeah. her first no, hall pass. That's, that's her tall pass. He's seven. Yeah, that, right? that, that, that too. That too. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> it's
0: funny, dude, because she was chiming in in the, in the chat as well, trying to give him a nice nickname. And right now at the top of the list, <laughs> the nickname that I gave him, Booty Crumbs.
2: You know hey that I don't think anything could beat that one, bro. That yeah. one is that's that's the OG.
1: Dude, <laughs> uh he is he has been such a disappointment this year. But let's get it's into the tough. game from last night, man. I'm about yeah. Last night. yeah. About last night, the Spurs took on the Oklahoma City Thunder at the frost bank center. Not a very good night for the Spurs. The Spurs got blown out 140 <laughs> to 114, but we did get to see Victor Wembanyama go head to head with Chet Holmgren. Uh, they avoided each other for a couple of quarters. Then in the third quarter, they, side, they decided, let's go at each other. And I thought Wemby got the better of the two. You know, before the month started, and people gave me crap about this because I wasn't saying, I have never said that Chet Holmgren is better than Victor Wembanyama. I have said from the beginning that I would want Wemby, that all 30 GMs in the NBA would want Wemby over Chet. It's just the first two months, Chet, performed just as well as Wemby and as of January 1 was the rookie of the year but things have changed over the last 3 or 4 weeks Wemby has turned it up now averaging 20 and a half points per game 20 and a half with 10 rebounds and over 3 blocks per game last night goes off has a pretty good game 24 points on 9 of 18 shooting uh, missed all three three-pointers but he did have 12 rebounds, four assists and four blocks Chet Holmgren for the Thunder 17 points, nine rebounds, four assists, three blocks. So the Thunder got the win, but Wemby got the better of the two. This was on national TV, Spernandez. Do you think that yesterday Wemby took control, not just slight favorite, but took control of the rookie of the year race?
2: You know, absolutely. Um, I think, um, you know, and and obviously we're we're Spurs fans, right? Um, I'm, I'm a Spurs homer, if you will. Respect to Chet. Dude, dude's an amazing player. I mean, the dude is, is talented. He's got a lot of skills, um, you know, sans Wemby Chet would be, you know, running away with this. But, um, you know, I, I agree. I think if everything's the same and both of them were, were at the same level, the, the, the winning record of the Thunder would probably put him over the top. But um, I think yesterday you saw the difference. Um, and I feel like Chet was avoiding Wemby. Wemby was guarding Chet from from jump. <laughs> um, so I feel like Ch- he, I, he was, so to me, I, uh, uh Chet was, uh, Wemby was guarding Chet from jump. Um, Chet started kind of guarding Sohan a little bit and then towards the end, yeah, they went at it a little bit, but, um, yeah, I think he did. I think he's showed, um, you know, just the, they're both skilled, they're both talented, but there's just something else that Wemby has inside of him. You could see after them dunks and after, yeah. you know, his reaction, right. You could, he, he wanted it, you know, um, you know, some other, Players might be like, you know oh my my record is so low, and my team's down. you wouldn't know that you wouldn't know Wemby's team's record is what it is by just watching him play if you were in a vacuum and just watching him go at wim uh Chet, you wouldn't know um you know the circumstances about his team's record and whatnot so I, how, I'm curious how Chet would be performing in in a in a in an environment like that so that's why to me, I think it's something that's just mentally and and in here that that Wemby is gonna um you know. Past
0: Chet. Do you see Wemby flexing on Chet when he had that dunk? Oh he my God! He stared him down, dude. He's like, "What's up, fool?"
1: He bodied him up in the third quarter and dragged him essentially, pushed him back yeah. into the basket, got the dunk, and then on the other yeah. side, ten seconds later, Chet is called for an offensive foul because he got oh, yeah.
2: off. He chicken yeah, no, winged Wemby. Yeah, 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 you see him. He, he, it's a frustration. He, he, he went in there and he was in his head, you know, and um. Again, not that's I think anybody's reaction, but um you, you saw how 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 Wemby got under
1: Chet's skin. Hey, Seuss Ravana reaches out to us on our YouTube chat says Wemby dog dog walked Chet. Shit. <laughs> and then I like the one from Sam Salinas earlier. He says something to the effect of I'm surprised Pop didn't take Wemby out when they started going one on one with each other. Uh, but that's that's kind of the thing. Taking a look right now at FanDuel, right? So FanDuel yesterday named Wemby the favorite for Rookie of the Year. They put him back in as favorite, right? After last night's game, it's no longer a slight favorite. They now have Wemby as the overwhelming favorite at minus 180 to win. They have home grid at plus 150. Just let you know, that's basically saying that Wemby's now an 80% favorite to win Rookie of the Year, according to them. Uh, Really, it's a two-horse race. Uh, But I think what we saw yesterday was the difference between a future superstar and a future all-star chet holmgren's gonna be an all-star okay he's gonna be an all-star in the sense that lamarcus aldridge was an all-star okay at no point was lamarcus aldridge who may very well be in the hall of fame one day and i think that he has the bona fide to do so but he was never a superstar and Wemby is the superstar and last night we're seeing that and now the question becomes so the question on January one was, "Oh my God, is Wemby going to actually win Rookie of the Year?" Because you know, he has competition. That competition has gone away. Now the next question is, is Wemby going to be an All Star this year? Because his points per game when this when the month started was like he was like an eighteen and nine. That's not that's not All Star level. But when he up it to twenty one and ten or 21 and 10 with four blocks per game, three and a half blocks per game. Now they don't have a reason not to have him there as an all-star. I think he's right on there. I don't think he'll be named to the all-star team initially, but very much like DeJounte Murray got in when uh, someone got injured. I think it was Draymond who got hurt. And they said, okay, well, we need to add in a, a substitute. I think that's how Wimby gets in.
2: I, I could see that. I could see that. And I think you're right, man. He, he's just on the cusp. You know what I mean? He is right there. And like you said, the numbers aren't lying. Um, he's putting up all-star numbers. Um, it's also, though, you know, the other, the other bigs in the league, you know, so um, I think he is flirting with all-star, right? And again, there's politics involved. I think yeah. the NBA would love to have their golden goose, you know, all the f- international media and all they're out there. He's going to go out. He's there for the skills challenge. We already know he's going to be um, in Indianapolis. He's already no. uh, a name to the skills challenge. So I he's going to be there. Hell, I, I got want me. him in. What's <laughs> I, got that? My, I got my sneakers. I'm already here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I want him in the dunk contest. I mean, I mean, you 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 can argue him in, in, in all the events, right? But no, we know he's going to be involved in these festivities because he's going to be in the skills challenge. I think you're right. Where he's in the cusp, and this is probably the only year he will be, because going forward, he I think he's going to be all star every year. But going f- with the team as it is, the the numbers weren't all star level at the very beginning. But now that they are, um, I can I think I man, and I I don't do this a lot, but I think I agree with Jimenez. Um, he could get in on a on a you know injury or replacement or something like that. I'll tell you what, if there is if he doesn't get named to the team, he's the first replacement, right? right. So, so, so I, I,
1: I look at it this way, Spernandez, when it comes to it all right now, when it comes to scoring, Victor Wembanyama is 43rd in the NBA. Um, they're, they're gonna take 12 from each conference, right? I, I, right, I, right. I right. did 15, but they're only doing 12, and yeah. it's no longer the team LeBron versus team whomever, it is right, actually right. Western Conference, Eastern Conference, the way God intended.
2: Yes, thank, but, thankfully,
1: yeah. But let, let's look at the people above him, okay. Those that are tops in scoring, Luka Doncic is going to get in by the vote, right? So that's mm-hmm. one right there. Uh, we saw Shea Gilgis-Alexander Ale- SGA, obviously mm-hmm. going to get in, right? right. Uh, Kevin Durant's averaging 29 points per game. He's going to get in. So that's three right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go down. De'Aaron Fox, I mean, he needs to get some love. The guy's averaging mm-hmm. 27 points per game, averaging, uh, you know, uh, uh, six, re- uh, six assists per game. So that's four. Devin Booker, 27 points per game. That's five. Steph Curry is going to get in more than likely because of the vote and because he's an awesome Nikola Jokic MVP. Anthony Edwards is a, is a phenom himself. That's eight. Um, we keep going. LeBron, obviously, that's nine. That's going to get in through the vote. So now let's get into the nitty-gritty of it all. Anthony Davis. Okay. Is he going to get in over Anthony Davis? Probably not. So now we're at 10. Okay, now let's get out some other names here. Kawhi Leonard. Okay, that's the L.A. name. Let's call that 11. Who is number 12? And here are the candidates for number 12. Desmond Bain from Memphis. Does that make anybody excited? Desmond Bain. I mean, he's a good player, averaging 24 points per game, but he is Desmond Bain. Um, What about a player like Paul George, who's a perennial all-star himself? Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, Al Perrin Shingoon is averaging 22 points per game. Zion Williamson's out there. You've got uh, uh, players like Jaron Jackson, Brandon Ingram, who average more points, but Wemby might average more rebounds. Right. and blocks. Uh, mm-hmm. Wemby is doing other things, and Wemby is the phenom. He's on the cusp. I think if they took 15 players, he'd be in, but it's going to take an injury. Because we, we, we've named 11 that are sure going to get in. So I right. think there's probably like five or six fighting for that 12. But if Ty goes to the runner and the NBA and you're the commissioner, wouldn't you want to have Wemby there as opposed to Desmond Bain? Wouldn't you want to have Wemby there as opposed to Brandon Ingram or Alperen Shingoon? Wouldn't you rather have Wemby there as opposed to Paul George? Who gets excited about Paul George?
2: He's a great player. <laughs> He's a Hall of Famer. Who gives a crap about Paul George? They're not even excited about him out here in SoCal, man. So, so you know. I... <laughs> Let me ask you
0: a question, Fernandez. No, I, because... agree,
2: I agree with that. But, yeah, what's up, bro?
0: So, in order for Wemby to get voted into the NBA All-Star Game, he needs, to, he needs votes from the fans, right? Of course, San Antonio is a hmm. small market, you know. But, hey, the fans like to go and they vote for their favorite players, like always, you know. But yeah, to me, yeah. it's been – a little bit disheartening how the Spurs they don't even have a, a campaign going on for Wemby like they've had for other players in years past hey vote for your favorite Spurs you know to push him into the all-star game there's no talk about that absolutely zero it's not the, they're not even making a push to put Wemby or hey vote for Wemby put him in the all-star game it's all done just like you know grassroots kind of thing you know hey Word of mouth, the Spurs fans telling other Spurs fans, vote for Wemby. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Why the change from the Spurs in this?
2: You know, I, I will say that's odd. That is a little odd. Um, they obviously know, I mean, that that's normally how it goes. Um, and, and listen, I, and, and I've been accused of being a homer and, and always, and I'm not, but I'm just trying to think about this logically. There's got to be a reason for for them, not, like that, the PR team is is great. I, I mean, you know, you know, Jordan runs that PR team over there, and they're amazing. It, 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 is, is it like Wemby doesn't want that? I, I don't know. I'm I'm just asking the question because yeah. that just seems too odd to me that they're not doing that. Because it, I don't know. I, I, I'm just like a logical person. There has to be a reason to me. I don't think they're just not doing it for no reason. And I don't know the answer, so I'm not sitting here saying that. But it is odd to me. I think it's odd that the the, the the official Spurs website or Twitter isn't putting it out like they did. I remember with Kawhi, oh man, you know, when, when he was our beloved son here, we, everybody was, 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 you know, voting and it was, it was a big thing. And, and we did all this kind of stuff. Same thing with DeJounte. Um, so I do find it odd that, that they're not pushing it. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, that, that's, that's a perplexing one to me, because like I said, there's a smart team over there, PR folks. Um. Yeah. I, I think I, I feel like maybe it's by design for some reason, and may, I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't. I, 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 I'm usually not office. office.
1: That's the thing. It it, it is done by design. It pop in the front office. Do yeah, but but may, right. Some
2: I feel like somebody, and may, maybe maybe Wemby's on board with it. I don't know. Maybe Wemby is like, look, we 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 get all these things about, you know, don't don't bother me after nine thirty. He likes to read, or whatever. He doesn't like to be part of the cameras. He doesn't really care that they're around. Maybe Wemby is like, look, I don't want that push. If I get in, I get in. I don't know. I, I, I'm just saying. Like, I'm trying to find a logical reason because it is kind of strange to me Hanover, that they're not pushing it.
1: Hanover Fist reaches out to us on our YouTube stream. And says Spurs don't want Wemby
2: these All Stars to get in his ear. <laughs> I, I yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think so. I, I've heard that before. For people, listen. <laughs> all, people will get in your ear no matter where you're at. Like, like you know what I'm saying. For it don't real. take a, a bunch of people. Listen, Indianapolis. No offense, if you're out, if you're from there, isn't like a vacation destination. So it doesn't take everybody to join up together in Indianapolis to get in his ear. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll get in his ear regardless. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't. Here's the thing. He's there anyway for the for the skills challenge. So that whole they don't want all stars in his ear is debunked right there. He's now, there okay. for the for the skills challenge. So now again, the
1: the uh, all star team is not just voting. It's also... Exactly, exactly. It's, it's also... Media,
2: coaches, coach. right? Coaches have... Yeah, yeah. The, the, my, the fan vote is like a small percentage of it, to be honest. I mean The starters get named tonight on ESPN, mm-hmm. or TNT, rather, tonight. Uh,
1: just a little FYI, the last time a rookie was named to the All-Star team was back in 2011, Blake Griffin. Before that was 2003, Yao Ming, and before that, 1998, Tim Duncan. So in the last 25 seasons, <laughs> only three rookies... Have been named to the all-star team, which means LeBron didn't make it as a rookie, right?
2: right,
1: which, right. You know, so if you go back in time beyond that, uh, you had players like Shaq and Dekevin Matumbo, David Robinson. Ooh, Robinson and
2: Duncan both made it as a rookie. Yeah, yeah, uh yeah. Wemby on the on the cusp. He's on, he's the, on cu- the cusp, he's on the cusp. And I'm telling you, I, I'm not ruling out that he doesn't make it. He might, he might sneak in, man. He might get there, like you said. And if it's one of those things where the and I'm not saying he's gonna get a pass. He's his numbers are there, but right. like you said, when it comes down to it, the excitement and selling tickets is Wemby over a guy like Bain, right? Just for name recognition and for international flavor, and like he he's gonna bring some all moments to the All Star game. Like so, I'm not I'm not a ruling out that he doesn't make it outright, but if he does it, I think Jimenez is right where he's the first. Um, and there's always replacements, right? They, they name yeah. players, and then it's like, as soon as you name a guy, it's like, oh, they're not playing, and here's their replacement. So I think he's going to be there, you know, one way or another, right? Um, and well-deserved. And well all right, starters,
1: captains, name tonight, 6 p.m. tonight on uh, TNT during the NBA tip-off presented by CarMax. There's a doubleheader of games tonight. They're going to have the Celtics and Heat, Kings and Warriors tonight. Again, before all that gets going, they'll name the All-Star Starters, the game takes yeah. place on February 18th, like you mentioned, in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, skills challenge Wemby will already be there. Uh, Wemby's stats for the month of <laughs> January, if he had done that in November and December as well, he'd be a shoe in, he'd be a shoe in, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. He is yeah, playing right. at all yeah, star right. level right now. Now, one of the big things about yesterday was that uh, Pop lifted the minutes, minutes, yep. went from 24 minutes now up to 30. And it's not like a lot of Spurs players play above 30 minutes anyway. So at this point, I don't feel like there's a restriction anymore because they were going to play him over 30 anyway, right? Mm -hmm. But that was nice to see. Now, yesterday, the game was nationally televised. And I I (laughs) asked a question on Twitter yesterday. Are you watching this on CW35 with Sean Elliott and Bill Land? Or are you watching this on ESPN with the national hosts? the national play-by-play guys. And uh, you did not have an option yesterday. You were, you're were you in California, talking to Fernandez, United 1, 2, 3, 4 United States Marine Corps, out there in California right now. Um, if you were home right now in San Antonio, you're watching the game, would you have rather have watched it with the local commentators or with the national ones?
2: Actually, I do have an option because I have the league pass, right? I have okay. to have the league pass out here um, okay. because – they, they don't, you know, other than national games, I don't get Spurs games out here. So I do have the league pass. So that's why I get to watch all the games. And of course the league pass feed feeds the, the local. Sometimes i uh, side note. Sometimes it doesn't, it, it, sometimes I have to watch with like the local, like Sacramento Kings feed, which is kind of odd, right? Cause sometimes it doesn't give you the option. Um, so that's a, that's a story for another time. But um, again, I, again, I'm a Homer quote unquote. I love Sean Elliott and Bill land. I watch the national though. I, I, I watch national. I feel like, uh, and it's not so much about the, com. It's some of the commentators, it's just the production, the ESPN, like, you know, like, I, I just, you know, uh, my man yesterday said, uh, uh, Wemby put Chet in the friend zone. That's, that's what the national uh, yeah. uh, commentator said. That was hilarious. So, you know, I love Sean and I love Bill. Those are my guys. We all know that. But just something about the national folks that I feel like you get something different energy, different. Vibes, the production value. So, so for me, I will watch on on, on the national um, stage. What is
1: this with you agreeing with me all morning? What is going this on? This is I,
2: I don't know. I don't know. This, this might be the apocalypse. Listen, it's raining out here. <laughs> it's, it's 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 raining out here in SoCal, which it doesn't rain a lot, right? We got some flooding here in San Diego. So, yeah. that, and that never happens. This could be the sign of the apocalypse. It's flooding in San Diego. <laughs> It's Fernandez and Jimenez are agreeing with each other. So I don't know, man. The thing's coming three. So if there's another third weird thing in this world, there might be the apocalypse. I don't know.
1: So last night, <laughs> ESPN had Mark Jones doing play-by-play and the mm-hmm. analysts were Monica McNutt and Andrea yeah. Carter. Uh, I found it interesting because when Chad and Webby were going after each other, I was going back and forth between CW35 and ESPN. Uh, but when they were going at each other, uh, Monica McNutt and Andrea Carter were giggling, and I—it it was so funny because they—they they stopped being announcers for a minute and they just became fans. Yeah, and, and, and they were like, "Oh my god, he went for his soul!" You know, they're, they're <laughs> after yeah, you know, and then the, and then when when Chet fouled Wemby, like I said, they weren't announcers anymore. They were just fans going, "What was that?" And it's like they—they—they yeah. they, 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 they were not professional anymore, but not in a bad way. They were not mm. being professional in the sense that it'd be no different than you and I
0: calling the games. They know ball because they have played ball. Hey, now that might be something, Fernandez. Hey, we got to do this. One time when you come back here, Yeah, we got to get in my studio here and we'll watch a game live. and we play-by-play. Play. And, play and we kind of – Yeah, like, like,
2: heck yeah. I love it. I love it. That, that sounds like a good idea. I'm, I'm here for that. We but, yeah, you know – Better than manchester. <laughs> yeah, soft. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And we just gotta have staff with the mimosas, right? And 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 <laughs> oh, we're gonna be, God, and bro. we'll be and we'll be golden. We'll, we'll it's be golden, right? Get different, bro. Exactly. Like, exactly. That's that champagne. Leaving, is different. Exactly. Um. <laughs> oh, no. And, and like I said, going back to the thing, or going back to your question, it, it, you know, every game that I watch and every game that we watch locally, we get Sean and Bill. So it's great. So to me, it's like a treat for the national. You know, you know, co- commentators. I-, I like to hear what they have to say, um, so that's why I did go that way. But yeah, you're right, uh, Mark Jones. Yeah, w- I won- after one of the dunks, he or I don't know if it was a dunk or a block. I can't remember, but he said uh, Chet or Wemby put Chet in the friend zone, and I died because that was hilarious. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, man. So I get it, man. But um, you know, then you got the you know the the halftime stuff. You know, my girl Malika doing her thing, and all those people. So. Uh, I, to me it's like a treat it doesn't have, i mean we do we do have more national televised games this year but prior to this year we didn't get a lot so it's kind of you know it, it's kind of fun to hear the national uh, commentator see what they have to say so, <laughs> go
1: to my screen real fast yeah. <clears throat> Tim Gonzalez says silent reporter uh uh Andrea Carter is a nugget she oh. he says so <laughs> is she a nugget yes or no uh, as we put this on here uh let's see here let's see
0: I- Oh, let's it, see. Add know. extra
1: camera. Here we go. Here we go. Where's... There, there it is, right there. there it is. Andrea <laughs> Carter, <let me> <laughs> Nugget. There. Oh, let's 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 see here. Yeah, former Tennessee Vol Andrea Carter. Uh, Nugget
2: confirmed. Nugget. Confirmed. <laughs> my my man Tim Gonzalez, man, he always comes up with, with, with some good stuff, man. Good 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 saying. Always keeps it interesting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got STP eleven. He said Bob Myers said at halftime. What does a young team need more? Does a young team need, need more draft picks? They're already young. Get veteran help. The Spurs sheep fans should be up in arms to fire the GM ASAP. Now, Bob Myers didn't say that part, but Bob Myers going out
1: there and saying, uh, they're already young. Why are we stockpiling picks? Yeah. Get some veterans out here. And And it's so weird because yesterday's game, the Spurs are the youngest team in the NBA last place, you have the number two seed in the West, Oklahoma City Thunder, happen to be the second youngest team in the NBA. And it kind of takes away from the argument that we're, we're too young, right? They have the stud player over there in SGA. They've got a, a, a an MVP candidate, and Wemby eventually will become an MVP candidate for the San Antonio Spurs as well. But the question becomes, like, how do you fit people around Wemby? Because I'm looking at this team, and I'm not but anybody, when it comes to that,
0: did he freeze up there a little bit? Yeah, I think bit? so. I'm trying to get him Okay. Off so we get, like, give him some time to get back on. No
1: problem. A little, little technical glitch, but no biggie. But, but, but yesterday's game there, people were reaching out to me on Twitter saying, isn't this exactly where the Spurs want to be in a couple of years? The Spurs are going to get better and be just like Oklahoma City Thunder because we have a future okay. MVP candidate. We got and the back. thing is, is that, yeah, we do have that future MVP candidate. I don't believe that we have the players around them the way that Oklahoma City has Chet Holmgren. That they have a, a, a J. Dub. That they've got Josh Giddy. The the cast around SGA is so much better than the cast that we have around Victor Wembanyama.
0: Yeah, man. <clears throat> you know, one of the things that it was evident last night again is that the Spurs, the one uh, Achilles heel that they have in this whole. A rebuild, so to speak, is that they just can't play consistent defense. They just can't stop the opposing team. And it doesn't matter who you put in front of them. It could be a really bad team, it could be a really good team. It doesn't matter. They just play very inconsistent on the defensive end. They have little spurts. <laughs> play man-to-man and all of a sudden it's like a shot clock violation right and i'm like well damn they look good for 24 seconds but Mm. they just can't do it for 48 seconds and if they can't play defense unfortunately for spurs fans the spurs just aren't going to be a winning team for the next couple of seasons they will figure it out eventually but in that meantime I think we're going to be privy to some of the same things that we're seeing here where they can go ahead and and be a little bit competitive, at least for the first (laughs) half. Then the second half they come in and they just totally shit the bed when it comes to the third quarter, third quarters are just notoriously bad for the San Antonio Spurs. But I mean, it's, it's just a young team growing right now, but man, it's tough to watch, especially in this season, you know, Spernandez, I know you're a longtime Spurs fan, the staple of the Spurs back in the dynasty era was defense the team this and this season going back to last season going to back to the season before that it's just been that defense man defense wins you championships but this young team still has to figure that out I mean what are your thoughts on that
2: yeah no you're right man you know of course you know obviously the the you know the Duncan anchored teams and Robinson and Bowen and all that kind of stuff um yeah, I mean, they're 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 running and gunning right they're, It's like it's like those old uh, Phoenix teams where they're just like running and scoring 120 130. But uh, it, like you said, without the defense, man, they're going to put they put up a lot of points, but they get scored on so much. Um, so it's it's definitely tough. And, um, you know, I think Wemby being the anchor um, getting some
1: kind of froze up there for a second. We'll try to get uh, um,
2: I think oh, they're, they're,
1: they're figuring it. You're back on. You're back on.
0: Oh, no, he uh, went back off.
1: Got frozen couple things out. stand out there. So, you know, <laughs> was, oh, there to- back. was there talking about the, uh, the defense of the Spurs, how they give up a lot of points. I'm looking at the uh, standings right now. Spurs right now, give up 122 points, which is the worst in the Western conference right now. I mean, 122 points. That's a lot that we give up. Now in the Eastern conference, there are a few teams that give up more such as the Pistons and the wizards, but going back to last night's game, several things pop out at the box score for me. Uh, first and foremost, Yes, we gave up 140 points, but beyond that, 9 for 32 from 3. It happened again, where they got cold from 3. This is back-to-back game. they are shooting atrociously from 3. Keldon Johnson with a plus-minus yesterday of minus 32. worst on the team. Malachi Branham, who offensively did okay, but was negative 28 on a plus-minus. Awful. Then he had two starters for the Spurs yesterday that combined for 45 minutes. Julian Champagny, Jeremy Sohan, they combined for just five points. Champagny with three, Sohan with two. Sohan had four assists and five rebounds. So many things stuck out. People called me a hater again last night on Twitter because I was mentioning the fact that Sohan doesn't get a lot of love outside of the 2-1-0. I think, I think the uh, guy listening to us from the Netherlands and Fernandez are the only ones outside of <laughs> the 2-1-0 who are <laughs> Sohan fans. But uh, I want your impression on Sohan for a minute, real fast, because Fernandez, uh, He has improved several parts of his game. He has regressed in other parts of his game. Uh, It's like playing whack-a-mole a a little bit, you know, with with, with him. He's still young. He turns 21 years old in May. Um, It's so weird. Why do you think, and do you think that this is a wrong impression of me, why do you think that there are some games when he looks so good, like he looks like he could be the future power forward for many, many years to come, do the dirty things, be a Sean Marion Draymond Green type of player, and then there's some games where he looks so lost, like he believe, like he belongs on the end of the bench yeah. of a G League team. Why is why is why is it that his range of play
2: is so wide, and, and, or am I thinking this wrong? No, no, I I, I hear what you're saying, and. It is kind of it is kind of an anomaly because, like you said, there's, like, no in-between. Like, there's either, like, he's just, like you said, he looks like the world beater. He looks like he could be an all-star. He looks like a, he could be the, a team that somebody would build around. Like, some days, some nights, he looks like that. And then, like you said, some nights, he's just totally lost. Um, I, you know, I don't know if it's between the ears. If it's – and, again, we know the whole, hey, they tried him at point guard and all this kind of stuff didn't work. Um, I, you know – I think we, I think it, and I'm not trying to make excuses for him. I'm sure people are going to beat me up on, on this, but I think it's just the, the, the day and age we live in now, everything is magnified. Everything. I, I guarantee you there's been players since the beginning of time from the logo to, 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 uh, uh, you know, a uh, pistol Pete that have had these issues. But nowadays we magnify every game. We watch it and yeah. say, he's he's garbage get him off my team I hate him and then tomorrow he's awesome I love him he's the best. like so some of it is just the, the age we live in where everything is shown everything is seen everything is magnified um I'm sure there's been players you mentioned Sean Marion or different people who went through lows like this where hey they were doing well there I mean we this life life is like that there's days where i'm sitting around like i can't even i don't know what i'm doing i can't even you know chew bubble gum and walk at the same time because i got so much going on and then there's other days i'm like the best thing since sliced bread like best things since shoestrings i don't know like i, I don't know man and, I, and i'm not trying to like talk around and not give an answer i it's it's it is perplexing it, it really is it um, is the, and you the, kid, know- the kid's got he's got the want i think he want he has the drive He's got to be put in the right position. He's not the the number two guy. He's he's not. Getting, he's not you yeah. know. He's, he's. I think he's getting his own head too. Um. I think some of these guys. And and I love Devin and all these guys. I don't think our number two guys on our team right now. And I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I don't. Right. But when you when you accept that, hey, maybe I'm the number three guy. Maybe Devin. Or maybe I'm the number four guy. If if that's if you accept that and you flourish and you grow your planet, you know maybe. You know, he's still trying to find his way. And and again, he's 21, right? So Hey, we got a comment know, here from man. the Drew Show. Thanks for the five dollar
0: super chat. We do appreciate your support. He says Pop and his coaching staff thought playing zone D against the best shooting three-point team in the NBA was gonna work not players' fault. And that's what he was referring to yesterday against the, the Oklahoma City Thunder.
1: And it was interesting because the, the Thunder were playing Zone D from a lot of the game as well. <laughs> they were. It, it was like mm-hmm. watching a college game yesterday. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the Zone they D. were just
0: running, dude. It was just running and gun. And, and, and yeah. that, that, that's the
1: thing, is that, okay, so one of two things is, 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 is actual and factual, as TLC said back in the day. Either Pop has lost it, or the players are so bad that Pop does not have any combinations there to make an adjustment at halftime or make an adjustment <laughs> in the game because one of the two is actually there because if it's the players, well, then that's Brian Wright's fault. If it's because if we do have the players uh, to make adjustments, and Pop's not doing it, well, why isn't he doing it? Now, I was talking to Jeff Garcia from Walked On Spurs and Ken's 5, don't forget to follow him. Subscribe to Locked on Spurs. I do on Spotify. I do on YouTube as well. I am the guest today on Locked on Spurs. Oh, nice. So we, we answer a mailbag of questions, and Sohan is one of the topics there. And it's kind of funny because, you know, when you look at Sohan, on one hand, Spurs fans will say, well, he's averaging more points, rebounds, and assists than last year and blocks compared to last year. But then if you notice, points per game, Assists per game, or points, rebounds, blocks, and all of that per minute is actually lower. So he's averaging more because he's playing more, right? So it's kind of like a catch twenty-two. He's he's down twenty-four percent three-point shooter to a thirty-seven percent three-point shooter, but his two-pointers have gone from fifty-two percent to forty-six. And when it all averages out, it just goes boom. You're right back to yeah. where you were the day before, the yeah. year before. So it's kind of interesting. We do have another super chat. This one coming in in Euros from the Netherlands, brother.
2: Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Garrett says, hey, they there, there, hey, there, there, there Could you know, the, the, the conversion chart is a little bit more. So they're, they're paying a little more. So props prop to my man, Garrett Vandegrift, So Very nice. Garrett
1: says, quote, I know the Spurs are searching for a point guard, but in my opinion, the guard issue isn't as bad as the front court besides Wemby try barlow down the road that's a very good point garrett and and i love these super chats that are coming in because they're actually bringing up some really good points when it comes to things um this draft the spurs might have one first round draft pick might have two right that charlotte one is never going to happen dude that's going to turn into second rounders technically we could get it as a first rounder next year but beyond that if it doesn't convey next year turns into second rounders in 2026 the Toronto pick will convey at some point, whether it be this year or next year. Toronto, top six protected. Right. They are uh right now the sixth worst record in the league. So right now it's a
0: coin flip as to whether the Spurs are gonna get it or not. Yeah, look at this comment yeah, from yeah. Chris Gonzalez Fernandez. Sohan is the deck of the Spurs.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's oh, funny. You know, that's funny, man. That that's pretty funny. But, um... but,
1: but going into what Jared, what Jared said with a super chat right there. Garrett's saying that he's more worried about who's playing alongside Wemby in the front court as opposed to the point guard. I guess that's his way of saying that he'd rather – he's okay maybe a little bit with Trey Jones. So let's play GM here, okay? Let's play GM, and it's the June draft. And let's say that the Spurs have the number three and number seven pick, right? Do we address point guard first or do we address a center first? Because Dude, Zach Collins isn't it, man. Zach Collins booty is crumbs. not it. So it's kind <laughs> of like, is, are we in the situation where it's just like best damn player available because we have so many holes to fill?
0: Yeah, man. You know, I feel bad yeah, for yeah. kind Fernando of too, Fernandez. I know you're going to talk about, you know, <laughs> Carter, but that's her boy, man, but we always give him a lot of flack because he's a, a traffic cone, booty crumbs on, on defense, dude. You know this.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, you, you know... <sighs> It's, you know, it's wild. And he, and he, you know, he got, he got paid, you know what I'm saying? He got paid and he's out there. um It's tough. You know, it, it's funny because, you know, in the grand perspective of things and like, I like to think of these things, obviously the dudes in the NBA, like the guy is good at basketball. Like you don't get to that level. You don't play all your years of college and all your years. Of, I have a son in AAU ball, right? These kids have been playing since they're you know, fetuses and you don't, you know how hard it is to get to the NBA. Right. So I'm just saying like, if Zach Collins came to our minutes pond or, or, you know, somewhere on Marbach and balled with us, he would be crazy, uh, you know, killing us. Right. Obviously we're just average people. Right. But, and then he gets out there and it's like the dude looks lost at points. It's just, it's just interesting to, to see that. Right. Because again, the levels to it, but um, yeah, man, I don't know though. That's a good question about the center thing. Like, this day and age is a you know is is a big old school center necessary because a lot of the centers shoot threes now and all that and and when can play the five you know do we want him playing the five for a durable, you know for the for, for a durable time who I don't know right um, um historically a point guard and a big is you know a Shaq and Kobe uh, a, a a Tony a Tim has always been a combo right so having like a, an elite point guard with Wemby is something that's that's you know looks looks pretty fun looks like something that would help, but you know, another like, big next to Wemby would 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 also be great. You know, you got this this dude, you know, uh, Sar right? This kid Sar, uh, he and him next to Wemby would be amazing.
1: Yeah. So Tony Hill reaches out to us on our YouTube chat right now saying Wemby with an alligator you go. in the front court yeah. would be setting up a lethal attack for ten plus years. Drew yeah. Show and so and a few others earlier uh, in the uh, the thread that we have here was saying keep an eye on Zachary yeah, uh, a small forward out of France. Uh, We know that uh, the Spurs front office was watching one of his games last Mm -hmm. week. They went out to Europe to go watch. I truly believe that the Spurs had the number one overall pick in the draft. They would probably take Risarchet for a variety of different reasons. A, Mm -hmm. we need everything, right? He's a playmaker. He's he's a six-foot-nine wing. Uh, uh, I think of six-foot-nine wings, I think Sean Elliott, uh, averaging right now 18 and a half points six rebounds couple of assists uh has a very good court vision and yeah. it, it's so interesting because I think that that's the guy that's rising up all the mock drafts right now and maybe he's not that center that we need uh, or that big that we need but if you have him alongside sohan and Wemby there
2: might be something to develop when it yeah. comes to that he's a
0: playmaker man he's that's a play- gonna yeah yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He, they, yeah exactly he could probably pay, play some some Point guard, he could handle the ball. He could play some three, two. And the dude could play a lot of different positions, right? Um, so I agree. So you know, when
1: I look at at, at this uh, Dillingham from uh, uh, Dillingham at the back end uh, as a as a shooter, we someone who's who can knock down threes, man.
0: Yeah, we need yeah. someone
2: who could knock out knock down consistently, threes? consistently. Yeah, yeah. Oklahoma City
0: has nothing but yeah. guys on their team that can shoot threes, dude. Right, mm-hmm. and that was clearly evident yeah. yesterday. They even yeah. had look that guys the Latvian laser. What was his name? Uh, the the former spur that we used to have. Bertans. Bertans. That was Bertans. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, brother yeah. was cold as ice yeah. the whole game. <laughs> he put him in a garbage minutes. He comes yeah. right up the court. Money, bro. Another. He just shoots a three. I'm like, yeah. What the hell, yeah. man? So, so last
1: yeah. night on the Ringer, uh, if you follow the Ringer uh, website, uh, Kevin O'Connor has his big board for the upcoming draft. And one of my favorite parts about the big board, because the Spurs have a 50% chance of having two top eight picks. Um, He goes out there and says, here's the player comparison of all of these guys. Uh, Alexander Sarr, who is uh, playing in France right now, 6'11", 19 years old, 7'4", wingspan. They say that he has shades of Jaron Jackson Jr. Okay, So Jaron Jackson is a very good player for Memphis. The guy that uh, is is, uh, kind of a fringe all-star as well. Other players. He has Cody Williams, the uh, freshman
2: wing out of uh, uh, – Jalen Williams' brother. brother, The the brother brother of the guy that's in OKC. Yeah, yeah. That that kick him ball too. Uh, Jalen Williams averaging 18.8 points per game. Yeah, and his brother – yeah, yeah. Jalen Williams can ball and his brother Cody Williams can ball. Yeah. So I found that to be
1: interesting that they have him there. They say that he is Shades. Throwback name, Jalen Rose. Oh, fat five. Man. Yeah. yeah fat so Fat five, have, Jalen Rose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zachary Risarchet out of France, 6'8", also 6'8", 6'9", depending on uh, who's measuring. Uh, 19 years old. two weights 202. Has a, mm-hmm. has a man's body there. Mm-hmm. Uh, shades of Michael Porter Jr. saying that he's a catch-and-shoot threat. He has great positional versati- versatility, and he can shoot while moving with the ball. Now, number four, they have Nicola Topic. Who's playing out of Serbia? Uh, they say that uh, it is kind of a Goran Dragic type of player. Yeah. Okay. Jacoby Versus Walter, you, right? Jacoby Walter out of Baylor, six uh, five. They consider him kind of a Chris Middleton type of player. Reed Shepherd, uh, Shepherd out of Kentucky. They say he reminds them a lot of Derek White. Rob Dillingham out of Kentucky. Lou Williams, who you know doesn't have a lot of love for Manu, but Lou Williams. And then uh, Stefan Castle, Anthony Black. But other names out there that the Spurs might be considering. Ron Holland. That's another point guard mm-hmm. name there. Uh, they can Well, I don't know if it's a point guard. It's just kind of a combo everything. Yeah. Uh, Harrison Barnes yeah. yeah. is, is what they consider. Isaiah Collier is who I was thinking of.
2: They think that's a USC kind of kid kid from USC yeah mm-hmm. a Tyreek Evans kind of player <clears throat> well, a lot there's of some solid there's some solid players man there might not be any you know obviously there's a once in a generation where there's a Wambi in a draft but but there's some solid players in that in that draft man that can be pieced around Wambi. Um, hey, this and, and team's and the gonna spurs, look a lot different next year and the Spurs um, have
1: 26 second rounders in the next five years because apparently we're having a second G League team that's going to be opening up. I mean, I mean, how many, 26, twenty-six. You know, I I hey. I, asked, I asked somebody on Twitter, uh,
2: how many do we want, and someone responded back, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> no. They're going to open up the Marbach Edgars um, as a, as a as a squad, all, all five eight and under. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> i want to
0: share a screen man i was looking at something right now and uh it made me laugh dude i like this this intro right here we need to have this as part of the show <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, 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 listen that dude, is that it is hey, shout out to the frost bank um <laughs> You know uh, uh, the uh, the lawn out there. The, the it's a good time out there, man. The plaza. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's cold is- <laughs> hey, that day. It you was cold. I, you and I had cold cold that day. You and I had like three layers on each. It was, it was cold. It was cold, <laughs> cold that day. But yeah, they got that 360 cam. Hey, man, that that's 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 it right there. That's <laughs> awesome. I'm talking to out in Oceanside,
1: California, just outside of San Diego. Every time yep, I go right. to California, I'm in your deck of the woods. I get sick.
2: I, I know, man. I know. I, you were in LA recently, and I was hoping we could link up, but you were sick, and I was, yeah, man. I, can't, I, got, you know, COVID, I, can't, I got COVID. I got Yeah, I can I, I know. I'm. Yeah, and I was like, you know, I never, I've never had COVID, or if I did, I just didn't realize it. So I'm not going to start now in 2024. That's what yeah, he matters. was
0: saying. Santa, Santa. That's what he was saying. Good uh, luck. Exactly. Man. <laughs> Fucking
2: Vicks all over. I put Vicks under my feet. All that <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Steph, Steph was going to Vix me down. You know. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't recommend it. Spurs back in action. By the way, it's going to be a late tip-off.
1: On Friday, 8 30 against the Portland Trail Blazers. The Blazers, oh, yeah. the Blazers we'll are. We'll be at the game. We're going to be at the game. We're going to be down low too.
0: Oh, uh, we might get okay. kicked out because Leha said he's going to be talking his speaking
2: shit. Of out, <laughs> speaking of kicked out, Did you see the fan that got kicked out of the bet? Ma- I Mavericks, saw that. Right? I saw that. I saw that. That that's ridiculous. Um. I, I mean, if that's the story, because I'm always sometimes you hear these things and I don't know the whole story and all that. But the story was he just said, what, what did he say that Luca needs to, to, you know, train or work out or something of that effect? Didn't didn't sound any, um, you know, he didn't use profanity or didn't or apparently for according to that story. So for him to get kicked out just for that is, is yeah, it's pretty weak sauce.
1: Yeah. So um, basically, yeah. So a fan basically called
2: Luca fat, yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, basically,
2: yeah. said, basically said that he uh, he looks tired. I think there you week. go. He yeah. looks tired. Yeah, he looks tired. He needs to go work out or something, or get on the treadmill or something to that effect. I, I, I can't remember, but yeah, yeah. But either, but either way, to, for that to
1: be the reason why you get kicked out of a game. Yeah. I, I I mean, I remember back in the day being so close to the so close to the uh, action, second or third row. One time, I got under, um, under the skin of Monte Ellis. Uh, mm, Mont- I remember Monte Ellis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I was like Monte, Monte, <laughs> baby. <30 minutes." laughs> 30 points, <laughs> got all excited, and then I was like, but you've given up like 50 on D, and then he looked yeah. at me and gave me a of pissed-off look. If that <laughs> was really conscious, he would have thrown me out. So a couple of yeah. things, yeah, that fan got thrown out, just unceremoniously. Uh, Portland coming into town, Portland is actually uh, trying to go after the NBA about the loss that they had to Oklahoma well, Chauncey was- Yeah, Chauncey yeah. Billups was trying to call a timeout, and
2: yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So
1: that that's kind of crazy, and it it hasn't happened in, like, 20 years that a challenge to the NBA has gone up. Uh, they were talking oh, yeah, about and, that. And, yeah. I think Shaq was the last time because they fouled Shaq out when he didn't have six fouls. Mm-hmm. And they, had, they restarted the game with, like, 50-some-odd seconds a couple of months later. I think that's what,
2: what Portland's angling for there. Mm-hmm. They got screwed over. I mean, Cha- Cha- Chauncey is uh, clearly trying to call the timeout. If you watch that, he really is. Now, yeah. I mean, the ref had his uh, back. The ref's, yeah, the ref, yeah. And well, it's, it's, it's like uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like an umpire. Un- I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a judgment call. Like, yeah, he's calling the timeout. But if the ref, I don't think the ref like looked at him, saw him, and purposely didn't let him call the timeout. That, that would be a, a, a grievance, right? But if there the are, ref doesn't see you or hear you, I mean, I don't know.
1: Well, the, the, uh, the lead, the trail official should have called it, man. The trail official. Yeah, true, true, true. Help helped the middle official out. The middle official True. Was, was looking at a double team. Not only was it a double team, it was yeah. on the sideline and it was at the half-court yeah. line. Ended up calling yeah. a double-dribble there. Uh, NFL yeah. action this weekend, AFC championship game against the NFC championship game. I mean, uh, the ratings for the AFC game is going to be through the roof because 50 million people watched the last game that the Chiefs played <laughs> because you got a lot of Swifties out there. T-Swizzle, the way- man. We got T-Swizzle out there, you know? We got a... <laughs> By the way, Joe, if you could load up that Twitter, uh, that Twitter, that uh, TikTok I sent
0: you earlier today. Yeah, do you, you could probably pull it up here. Oh, you know what? That's if I could find But can you get the sound off of this? Uh, yeah. The sound travels from there over here. Oh. I got everything set up, man.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. I'll, hey, Oh <laughs> while you're
0: looking for that, let me ask him a question because we haven't talked boxing, man. And me and him are yeah. fans of boxing, man. And San yeah, Antonio yeah. doesn't get enough talk, I think, in the national media because they have a lot of young Local boxers here. I mean, Barrios. We've had Bam. You know, they've been yep, champs. Yep. Uh, but there's a good boxing scene here in San Antonio. We got the Golden Gloves uh, mitt uh, championship uh, coming, or the mitt. I forgot what they call it. Mitt competition is going to be happening yeah. here at uh, Ingram Mall of all places, bro. It's oh man, be- that's.
2: That's a place to have some fights. I'll tell you what, if you're going to have some Dude. fights, Ingram is the place. Yeah. And it's
0: going to be in that's front of like a, the JCPenney there in Ingram Mall. And that's <laughs> going to be go. happening on February the 3rd from 1 to 3 p.m. It doesn't say, let's say that it's a paid event, so it might be open to the public. You can go down Probably there the yeah. and check it out, man, because, yeah. again, you get to see a lot of up-and-coming boxers. And I don't think San Antonio gets enough talk yeah. about the talent that they have here you know, and then they're starting to get some some boxers here and there that come out on some undercard fights, as you've seen with the zone, top rank, yep. sometimes mm-hmm. on the pay-per-view fights, you got some some local San Antonio boxers competing on the card, which is great, but overall, man, I think we need to go ahead and get San Antonio some more loves, Fernandez, on the boxing scene, man. What are your thoughts, bro?
2: Yeah, absolutely, man, and I'll tell you what, if you have a chance to go out and watch those guys and gals, and because there's gals out there, too, uh, oh, yeah? for those golden gloves, for those golden gloves, and, mean, I competed in the golden gloves back in the day. You know, one of our our, one of our best Golden Gloves fighters ever is Jesse James Leha, right? And, and I know him and his sons have, have a gym in, in town, and they do a lot of uh, stuff with local fighters. Um, so that's definitely something that we should kind of highlight more in, in, in these shows because there are some great... Uh, young talent um um male and female uh, uh, boxers that man i'll tell you what uh, the, the shrine they put together fights sometimes at the, at the shrine um and those are fun and you got uh, you know robert garcia very uh, uh, legendary trainer out of oxnard california who you know came up with fernando Vargas, um all those guys and robert garcia if you know boxing you know who he is he trains a lot of these fighters from san antonio he trains bam um and he brings them out to his gyms out here in socal so um yeah de- definitely a good boxing scene in san antonio looking forward to all of that now here's the thing we're going to have a new segment
1: Called oh, our favorite TikTok of the day. We're we gonna show it. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and show it. Uh, and there's a there's a guy that has a uh, podcast. His name is Mo Mitch. Let me go in. And, and go. this has more than a million views, and it's basically <laughs> somebody questioning their loyalty to the Dallas Cowboys. Someone who wrote them a letter. Uh, if we can get the volume up on this,
0: yeah, we, we good to go. We're ready to go. Good to go. All right, let's let's find out. Is it playing? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't hear no audio. Oh,
1: you know what? Because
0: let me see if I can do one last thing
1: for it. Do I have the audio uh, not done on here? Let me
0: see here. Should be. Okay, cool. All
1: right. Well, we're going to try to figure this out for the future. But uh, one of the things about it is the the, the punchline of the joke was they were basically saying that uh, being a Dallas Cowboy fan is like an endless loop of a Linkin Park song. They try so hard. Got so far, but at the end, it doesn't really matter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Fernandez man, and me are avid Cowboy fans, bro. That's that's I, funny. That
2: is funny, you know. But um, man, I got
0: to tell you, Fernandez man, I get tired of the losing, bro. In big games, like the regular season, to me doesn't mean jack shit. What yeah. ha- what means something to me is if Dak <laughs> is able to get the boys a win in the big moments, and that's yeah. where he's failed consistently. And it's not just Dak. The team as a whole, they fold, man. When the lights are, sh- are shining the brightest, you know what's about to happen, dude. And I knew this was going to happen when Green Bay, oh, Green Bay, they're going to play Green Bay and Cowboys fans. This is our year. Yeah, they're going to yeah. dominate Green Bay, blah, blah, blah. They're <laughs> at home. They're going to be undefeated. I'm like, hold up, man. Green Bay has an undefeated record against the Cowboys. It don't matter, man, at, at home. Something's got to give. Sure enough, man, those two picks that Dak threw did mm-hmm. not help, but it's, it's tough for Cowboy fans, man. Yeah.
1: It, that was a tough one. I will say that. That was a tough one. Yeah. Chiefs Ravens this weekend, uh, Ravens are by three and a half points. What's the better storyline. The better storyline is the, the fact that the chiefs could be a dest- uh, could be a dynasty three rings in five years. Uh, is it the fact that, um, uh, you know, the Swifties get to have huge ratings? Uh, is it the Ravens getting over the hump finally, Having that that possibility of Jim Harbaugh winning for Michigan, who's now going to be with the Chargers as head coach, and then having his brother John Harbaugh win the Super Bowl a month later. What's your favorite storyline of the two? And by the way, a lot of Ravens fans are pissed off because the head official for this upcoming game has a history of siding with road teams more than the home team. And there's this long list of he calls more fouls on the home team. He calls more false starts on the home team. Home teams have a losing record when he is coach, when he is officiating uh, and they, and the uh, home team usually does not cover the spread spread. By the way, Ravens here by three and a half. What is your favorite storyline, the chief storyline or the Ravens storyline? I
2: mean, it's, you know, the, a gritty city like Baltimore, you know, getting over the hump would, would be amazing. Right. Um, uh, you know, like you said that the brothers, that's a cool story. The brothers, you know, the Harbaugh brothers, um, winning, um, but man it's 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 hard to 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 not get excited about you got Jason Kelsey out there shirtless you know pounding <laughs> beers you know pound, pounding beers right like like and then you got you know you got T Swizzle up there you know doing her thing right you love her or hate her but you're up there watching her right she, and it, it, that that's fun I, i'm sorry that is fun i i do like to see you know it's such a contrast of you know your everyday man Kelsey out there shirtless drinking a beer you know his his you know daughter and his Man of the people, right? Is you know, you know, we do that, and we're we we're, we're drunk assholes that need to go to AA, yeah. you know. But he does it, and every everybody loves it, you know. Yeah. I saw I saw I saw a tweet that said something like that. Like, man, I did that at at so and so's wedding, and I I was the asshole that needed to go to AA, but everybody loves Jason <laughs> yeah. Kelsey, you know. Um, but that's a cool story, you know. Um, but I do think people are are, are ready to move on. And uh, Ravens, man, they were, they look tough. The Ravens I, look tough right now.
1: I saw the uh, Buffalo newscast the other day about. Uh, the kid that Jason Kelsey picked up, because mm-hmm. the girl had a, a Taylor Swift, the little girl with the Taylor Swift sign, yeah, yeah, and, and he carried her to the window so that she could show this the sign to Swift, yeah, very yeah. cool. Uh, I hated the, 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 the Tom Brady dynasty, I hated it, I was tired of it, but I'm not tired of the Mahomes one, and I like Travis Kelsey, and I have no ill will towards the Chiefs, so it just kind of is what it is. The evening game is going to be on Fox, Lions, and Niners. Niners trying to get their sixth ring to uh, match what the uh, Tampa Bay, uh, not Tampa Bay, the new England Patriots have Um, right now. The line, the uh, lions are underdogs by seven and a half points. That means the 49ers are favored by seven and a half. I tell you what,
2: I think the Lions are going to win this game. Lions are tough, man. That Dan Campbell, man has, I like him, man. He's a gritty coach. He's a tough dude. Um, if, if it's close, I, I think they can kind of steal one and pull it uh, and sneak it away because they're tough, man. They're gritty. Um, but I'm just worried that the Niners might jump all over them. I don't know. I don't I'm, know looking at,
1: I'm looking at Sam Laporta, the mm-hmm. rookie, uh, the rookie uh, uh, tight end, mm-hmm. 10 touchdowns, 889 yards receiving during the regular season. You talk about the defense of the Niners and how they have great linebackers. Mm-hmm. but the thing is how do you get past that it's tight end play your best Got friend one. with a tight end cowboy fans know this because Troy mm-hmm. Aikman had Novichek and you know yep. Romo had Witten and all of that mm-hmm. stuff that's you the security mean- blanket man it's a yeah. security blanket those tight ends yeah, yeah. Laporta is getting better and better as the weeks go on uh just a complete stud tight end out of Iowa just 23 years old just turned 23 a couple of days ago Uh, I like the Lions. I like Jared Goff not making mistakes, same Mm -hmm. as Brock Purdy, dude. I like the fact that they have a a one two combo at running back, uh, with Jameer Gibbs being the the, the lightning to the thunder that is Montgomery. Uh, Mm -hmm. Zach Ertz got signed to the team yesterday. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, that's yeah, I saw that. (laughs) I look at it and I think to myself, if Debo Samuel doesn't play, that offense of of San Francisco is different without Debo because Debo goes in there. They rush him. They they, they have him in motion. You got to keep an eye on him. If he's not there, they can focus their attention on Christian McCaffrey. Lions defense can focus on that. And dare Brock to beat them. That's it right there. So if Debo plays, okay, I can see San Francisco winning, but not covering. But if he doesn't play, or he's only 30% or 50%, give me the Lions in that game. By the way, i already see that we're coming up on man we've been on for about an hour let's get that entertainment uh bump music going
0: okay let me go ahead and play that
1: we do sports pop culture nostalgia over here and speaking of pop culture nostalgia big news coming out of san antonio texas The Alamo Dome announced last night that they were going to have a big reveal today as to who was going to be performing a major concert here in San Antonio. They revealed it at 10 this morning, so just over an hour ago. On October 25th, a Friday night of this year, so in nine months, there's going to be a concert, a double billing of Billy Joel and Sting coming to San Antonio. That's right. The Man is coming. One of the... Highest-selling uh, musicians of all time. I think he's in the top 20 of all time of albums sold. The piano man. Sting has won 17 <laughs> Grammy Awards. Uh, they, they are both legends. You know, Billy Joel sold over $160 million. And you know Sting not only as a solo artist, but also as the frontman for The Police. Yeah. Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, both of them in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, I have seen Sting in concert before. I saw him in the late 90s at South Park Meadows, just south of Austin. Which no longer exists. I believe it's a Rooms to Go now. <laughs> 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 it depresses me every time I drive by. And it's, it's a rooms
2: to Go and a Chili's. Uh, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's right there off of Slaughter. <laughs> Austin, <right>? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I and what, lived, when I when I lived in Austin, I lived in that area right there in Slaughter. I and, know exactly and,
1: and what is about. Slaughter? What is Slaughter way known for? What is Slaughter named? Uh, the strip clubs, baby. It's like a
2: necklace all the way to are, the airport. You know, yeah, those are my college days, man, I'm back there at UT, you know. That's I,
1: <laughs> we have some other entertainment oh. news. This one, not so, not so exciting, not so fun, uh, but a very famous porn star was found dead. Hmm. Jesse Jane, who from the early 2000s was one of the biggest porn stars in the world. Uh, I remember her, I'm going to show this photo here. She was in the TV show. uh, Well, let's see what's going on here. Uh, (laughs) Hey. Uh, Hey. 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 Hey.
2: Hey, hey, the entourage, hey. <laughs> okay, remember, the entourage. we're gonna see hey, it's what you bro. do, what you do on your own time is your own time. Hey, man, no, no, is. What you go. do on your it's own time movie. is your own time. Here bro. we go. This is a photo Jeez, that I was
1: trying to show her in the outfit. So, there was an episode of Entourage.
2: <laughs> were you a fan of Entourage back in the day? I watched it. I I, I wouldn't say I was a big fan, but I've watched it.
1: There was a there was a, an episode where I, I believe it was Aquaman was coming out, and mm-hmm. there was this one guy who's kind of a reporter that does all the Comic-Cons that was going to give it a bad review, not because he thought the movie was bad, it's just he didn't like Vinny Chase, the, the main <laughs> character. Yeah, so yeah. they find this out, and what ends up happening is that they try to give him an exclusive interview, but the guy's being a dick, and he's going to write a bad review anyway, and turtle and e run into the porn star jesse jane who was doing something else at the comic con you know signing autographs or whatnot and they encourage her hey can you go over to his room and just like i don't know flirt with him or something and i don't know what they did with him but in the show he ends up being so happy that he writes a really good review but uh, (laughs) jesse not only a porn star but she was also big on the uh uh, you know, on TV shows and movies and whatnot. She was one of the few to kind of cross over. Uh, but this was a story that came out this morning that she is dead at the age of 43. Mm-hmm. After Man, the young. her boyfriend was also found dead, damn, mm-hmm. as well. So uh, the belief is is that they both uh, died of an OD. It says according to TMZ, J- uh, Jesse Jane, a well known porn star from the 2000s, died alongside her boyfriend who also passed away. And it sounds like their death is drug related. There was a, a request to have uh, a, a welfare check done on both of them. They went in and found that they had both died. Uh, mm-hmm. Her boyfriend's employer was the one who requested the um, the check the, the check in because they hadn't heard from him in days. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, there's drugs of some sort. Uh, but uh, you know, they're looking at photos there of her being uh, inducted into like various no hall of fames, uh, various uh, things like that. Uh, so Jesse Jane again. She was also part of CNBC's series of the Business of Pleasure. I remember that series. That's where they were kind of talking to people about whether or not they – after they retired as porn stars, whether they regretted it or not, what was their life like, their life like afterwards. Uh, mm-hmm. She was very vocal. I know she wrote a lot. She did a lot of columns and stuff like that. So she was beyond just some girl who would kind of lay on the bed. She was a, a, a figure in pop culture for a good while. Jesse Jane dead at the age of 43. Mm. too young um, man too
0: young that is too young hey man but i appreciate you know spernandez being a trooper dude you've been hanging in here tough with us for a while uh, well, i appreciate yeah. it man yeah my, just, my,
2: my employer might be looking for me right now you know <laughs> well jonathan <laughs> well,
1: c reaches out to us I'll on do, our youtube I'll stream do. and says quote let's all pour some hand lotion out for jesse oh, J. Yeah.
2: good god, oh, my god. Hey, it's brutal it's brutal out there, man. It's brutal out there in the streets, There's man. No, no nobody is safe. Nobody is safe. Jimenez knows that. They come after him. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, they, they you know what? And it, it's so funny because they come after me, but sometimes it's because you throw fire on it. It's because, of... of yeah,
2: you know, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all, we all instigate. We all, we all stir. We all stir the pot. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm we do.
0: <laughs> Sometimes you make it too easy, bro. Like you be putting that, up. That, facts.
2: that 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 is true. Sometimes I feel like you want it. You sometimes it seems like you invite it and want it, man. So I'm just giving you what you want, man. We we are just giving the people what they want. <laughs>
1: Okay, so breaking news coming in today. Uh, before we, we let everybody go, we'll go back to sports real fast. Uh, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, the finalist for the Most Valuable Player Award for the NFL has uh, been announced. The winner is going to be announced February 8th, but Dak Prescott is among the finalists, along with Brock Purdy, um, Christian McCaffrey, Lamar Jackson, and Josh Allen. Someone tells me Dak's going to finish second, but uh, it is what it is. Other things from Adam Schefter saying that the Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn had his second interview today, or he's going to have his second interview today with the Seattle Seahawks for their head coaching position. What are your thoughts on Dan Quinn going over there? Because here's the thing about it. I think Dan Quinn has gone as far as he could go with the Dallas Cowboys. He's a very good defensive coordinator, but man, the way that he had those small linebackers out there, the way that he positioned it, the way that he didn't address the fact that Green Bay was running the ball and they didn't make any adjustments and they were going out there with six and seven DBs every single play, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I don't think you can get much better with this team. I think the Cowboys yeah. peaked when it comes to their level. I think they're actually going to go down now because they have too many mouths to feed. You've got C.D. Lamb, you've got um, Micah Parsons, you've got Dak Prescott that all need to get paid, all need to get fed. Not enough money to go around. I think that Dan Quinn needs to jump off the ship and go off and go do something. Seattle offers him that job. He's gone. But I think that that's a good thing for Dan Quinn. For the Cowboys, maybe some fresh blood is what's
0: needed. Hey, I like this yeah. comment here by Ace. Check this out, Fernandez. Marine Corps going to pull a search and rescue. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, that, 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 that's funny. That is funny. That is funny, man. They'd be that like, where's funny. Rick at, bro? Where's exactly, he at? Exactly, man. No, it's like, no, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm in my office. I close my door. I let my folks know. Unless somebody dies, don't bother me. You know what I'm saying? So, And then depending on who it is too. So, but, um, no, nah, man. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Quinn, like you said, man, Quinn is, is. if I'm Quinn, I'm jumping out of that job, man. Come on. You can't, you, you can't, you can't do that. You can't pass up a head coaching job like that. So I have a feeling I thought he was going to possibly leave last year. I'm surprised he stayed because he got a lot of interest last year. And um, with all these uh, jobs open, I think Quinn's going to jump on one. So, and maybe, maybe we get a young hotshot coordinator in, you know, never know, you know, we'll see, but um, Yeah. Oh, uh, look at this one,
0: Gregory Castillo. Tank versus Fernandez.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's funny. Let me let me show you something. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you something. That that made me think of something. Um, that made me think of. Um, see, here it is, right here, man. See, this is there. there there's, a, there's the there's the there's the tank right there, man. You know. Is. <laughs> is that um, an M1 so Abrams? I, there's an M1A1. Yeah, yeah. So I used to be in tanks when, when I first yeah. joined the Marine Corps, right? So this is like a. Kind of like a going away plaque that they give you, right? Yeah. But it's an actual tank, man. It's really cool. But there <laughs> you go. Tank, Tank, Chris, Fernandez. I like that.
1: I like that. <laughs> okay, uh, we have World win- breaking news coming in. Also, according to Adam Scheffer, this came down six minutes ago. We now have a Mexican American head coach in the NFL. Wow. wow. Canales. Mm-hmm. The Carolina Panthers signed Dave Canales. Canales. Mm hmm. And uh, it says that uh, Canales and uh, Panthers GM, the new Panthers GM, Dan Morgan, spent eight years together in Seattle from 2010 to 2017. They'll be reunited, leading the Panthers as their new head coach GM combo. Uh, Canales was served as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive uh, offensive coordinator. Coordinator. Mm -hmm. If I'm not mistaken. So working with players like Baker Mayfield and led them to a second round uh, spot in the playoffs there. Uh, very interesting. This is a guy from California, uh, the uh, son of Mexican American immigrants. We now have a Mexican American
0: coach. I wanted to get a Mexican American president, dude. If we ever get a Mexican president, bro, I'm showing up to Washington and my son, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going crazy, bro. There'll be birther Uh, shit all about it, dude. (laughs) You you know that. I'm waiting for my time. Me and Fernandez even my <laughs> she lives, she's in Maryland, so we're just a stone throws. She's just a stone throw there away from go. Washington, DC. And she's there already told me if we ever get a Mexican president, me and her are going out there, we're gonna represent, bro.
2: <laughs> hey, it's a nice area man DC is a really nice area I'll tell you what <clears throat> Hey
0: man But you gotta watch it With the crime That crime over there is no. Oh choice. well
2: no No of course I mean no no, no. It's rough There's rough parts Obviously DC is yeah. rough But there's some nice parts too man That, that That's a cool uh, Little area to be around So
1: <clears throat> oh, We're talking about DC yeah, yeah. Can I, can I, t- oh my God, we we now have a Jimenez story, tall tale. Um yeah, But a, here we, we go. go here we
0: go. And it's for Hernandez for this one. Here we go. Here we go.
1: These, these are stories that I remember Jeez, out of bro. life that like, I, you have to mention something for me to remember it. So many things have happened to me because I was a member of the media and all the different things that I did back in the day. But I used to do freelance for several organizations both democrat and republican and i would do videos for their uh award ceremonies kind of like mini documentaries three five minute cl- uh, uh, stories about it all that would play at these events right i was a former news reporter at kbb for five years former news producer and sports producer at kset and Kent. that being said i was doing some freelance work mm-hmm. in washington dc we were talking about dc right and marcus floyd who is a photographer still sports photographer for Ken's five now. So he's underneath the basket at basically every game. He used to play football, if I'm not mistaken for the air force. Hmm. And we went to this nightclub in Washington, DC. I must've been in my late twenties. I was the only one there who was not African-American. Okay. Oh, yeah. But the entire staff there was all white <clears throat> it was interesting. <laughs> they sat me down at a table. He goes, "Oh yeah, I'm going to sit down with some ta- with some people who uh, I uh, played against in college and all that stuff." I was like, oh, "Okay, cool," and I didn't think anything of it. We sat down at this table, had drinks for about an hour. Two NFL legends were at that table: Andre Reed mm. and who, Oh my god, who played for the uh, Smith? Uh, is it? Who was the Smith player?
2: From, oh my god. Buffalo? Or we're we talking
1: about from Buffalo Bills? Or yeah, yeah. I, I got Bruce, a name Bruce Smith. Smith. Bruce Smith. Bruce there, Smith. There. Yeah. Bruce Smith and, and Andre Reed were at the table. I remember Andre Reed because he was a wide receiver and he was, I guess, more um, uh, more known as far as the media. Bruce Smith was a really good player. Bruce Smith was a very good player. I mean a hall of favor, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I sat down, had a couple of drinks with them. They were very nice. We did not they did not become boys. But these are things that happened that I wish I had a cell phone for, cell phone camera for back in the day. This probably happened in 2002, mm-hmm. whatever yeah, Andre, 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 last year was, is kind of when it happened. But mm-hmm. uh,
2: very, very cool. Andre Andre Reed's a really cool dude, man. He actually lives out here in San Diego. He does a lot of stuff for the community out here. I've, I've met he Andre knows. Reed. He's a really really good guy. Yeah, yeah, really good guy. Yeah, Andre
1: with 13,000 receiving yards, one of the all time yeah. best uh, yeah. receivers out there. I'm looking at his uh, Pro Football Reference. He last played, let's see here. He last played in 2000, so it was 2000 when it happened. Last season was with the Washington Redskins. (laughs) Forgive me for saying that. The team formerly known as the Washington, or what was known as what the Washington Commanders commanders are now. Known at the time, yeah. 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 So very, very cool. There was a club, Spernandez, in D.C. that I would go to. It still exists, by the the way. Mm -hmm. It's called Heaven and Hell and and you walk in there the downstairs is hell right yeah yeah all the lights are red yeah right and you know it has like a fire theme and all that and it plays like hip-hop music in there yeah and then the middle one the the like the the street level floor is perg it's called purgatory Mm -hmm. and purgatory had nothing but gray and brown tones to it they played like grunge and rock music up there. Yeah. And then upstairs was heaven, and heaven was all white and baby blue. Right. <laughs> and they played nothing but dance music up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a good vibe. Yeah. Was, right across yeah. The I University.
2: used to. I lived out in Quantico. So I was out of the DC area for a couple of years. And you can, you can have a good time out there. You know, you have a good time out there. It wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. So before yeah. we let you go,
1: one last topic. I noticed that your girl, Chicana Fuerte, Stephanie, Mm -hmm. she uh, at you on Twitter, asking you to take her to the Lovers and Friends tour in Las Vegas, Uh. (laughs) May 4th. Mm -hmm. Uh, The pre-sale is tomorrow. You have to sign up for it. Did you sign up for it? Because I did.
2: I also did sign up for it. Um, You know, hey, she adds me. She throws these hints, you know, they're not very subtle, you know. So they're like, Hey, let me at you at this tour or let me at you for this concert or something, right? So um that'd be a good time, man. I love Vegas. We love Vegas. Um, but yeah, I am definitely signed up and, and looking to get, get out there. And man, people, if you want to you,
0: know where to go in Vegas, man, you gotta hit up my boy here, Spernani. Yeah, he's got it down pat, bro. He'll tell Yo, you, yeah. Yo, yeah. go here, go here mm-hmm. do this, do that, dude. They added Yeah, yeah, Bay Vegas Adams. is, is, is that's your jam.
1: They added some names to this. so this is Saturday, May fourth. The tickets, Ooh. by the way, for general admission that's are three ninety five. That includes uh, the the tax and all that stuff. If you want to have VIP, VIP is six ninety five, and that's going to include uh, the ability to get in without a line. You know, so you know those general admission people go on this line. The VIP go on this one. VIP also gets you closer to the stage because you have a, a an area for just VIP. <laughs> And then also it comes with private bathrooms, and it has AC bathrooms. This is May fourth, by the way. The concert gets going at eleven a.m. It ends at midnight. It is thirteen hours long. I thought it was Ooh, a two or three day festival. Damn, but it was an <laughs> hour long festival with like four or five different, uh, four or five different um, venues on 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 the fairground. Mm-hmm. It's a fifteen minute walk from the Venetian, so you don't mm-hmm. have like so you don't have to like. Uber. Know, Uber or whatever the case may be but the lovers and friends tour has Janet Jackson, Alicia Keys, Mary J Blige, Gwen yeah. Blani, Snoop Dogg, Backstreet Boys, Little Wayne, Nas, Ludacris, Nelly, Akon, Neo, T-Pain, Ashanti, Ja Rule, Usher, Sierra TLC, new names being brought up, Robin Thicke, Tyrese, 98 Degrees. Uh that's going old school. Craig David. Love me some Craig David. Monica. <laughs> Brandy, Eve, Jodeci, Keisha Cole, Timbaland, Maya, oh, the thickness, that is Maya. <laughs> uh, even when you go all the way down, there's some... Te- there's some it's amazing- that, yeah. Matt, it's that. I mean, Escape, tw- uh, SWV, Method Man, Redman, good man. Lord. Rick Roth, mm-hmm. Fat Joe, T.I., Mace, Jason Derulo, Sean Paul good god i i have i am going to be there by the way so 395
2: regular, yeah. uh, hey i think it's worth it's worth springing for them vip man i'm telling yeah, you yeah. so, so you're you talking about private bath you saw you sold me a private bath or your own bathroom area yeah hey, yeah. i'm telling you man it might be worth it man to spring for that vip because that's gonna be a big one so, so people were asking me like
1: well are you gonna buy tickets how many are you gonna buy I'm gonna buy the maximum amount because if I can't find friends, you can you sell them. them. You could you you, you you could you could flip those easy. I I can flip them yeah. or B, who wouldn't want to go? Who yeah. wouldn't want to go? Yeah, yeah. And then they have a cabana one that's for nine nine hundred and fifty dollars a ticket, but uh, that only gives you access to one stage, which is the main <clears> stage. <throat> and the main that's stage right. is yeah. only good at the palace. <laughs> R.I.P. Jesse Jane. R.I.P. Chet Holmgren's uh, odds of winning the uh, rookie. <laughs> that is Fernandez. Fernandez, how can we reach you on
2: Twitter, my man? Yeah, man. Hey, they're at Real Fernandez. I appreciate the follow, man. I appreciate the love. Um, you know, it's all it's all love. Um, even 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 someone who 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 hates, hey, we, we love to hate. You know, but um, it's all it's all one love, man. But please, yeah, hit me up with the follow at our man. I appreciate you guys having me. Very nice. Hey,
1: thank you for your service, my man. Uh, I know that that you've been out there for a couple of decades uh, representing this country. You're a a war veteran at that. Uh, We'll respect you, my man. You are a Spurs fan through and through. You're all over the place. Uh, You you go to all the games, you get all the good stuff. You're always on TV. Always. Yeah. Yeah. The camera
2: loves me, man. You know, I've never met a camera that that didn't love me and and I didn't feel the same way. So um, by the way,
1: I I may have met Paige Speronic.
2: You took a selfie with Malika Andrews. I did. I and, did in L.A. I, I did. I, I met her in L.A. and uh, she said she liked my bling, right? And so she was super nice, super sweet, right? So yeah, man.
1: Is she a nugget?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I really don't know the definition of the nugget. Maybe I got to get back <laughs> to Tim Gonzalez, Tim Gonzalez, about that. But you know, it uh, sounds like it. On, on, a
0: <laughs> on
2: a
1: scale of one through ten, if they're an eight or higher, nugget. Okay. So she's a nugget. Certified. <laughs> Certified. That is like 20 piece. Fernandez. My, Ricardo Fernandez, Fernandez, the real Fernandez on Twitter. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, man. Thank appreciate you guys. You appreciate you. Hey,
2: we, Thanks, yeah. Joe.
1: Appreciate you guys.
2: Appreciate no it, man. Take care we did, Thank
1: you, man. we did a lot today from Spurs talk to um the rookie of the year talk <clears throat> to pop culture breaking some breaking news involving the city of San Antonio, Billy, Joel, and Sting performing here in san antonio in nine months october 24th i believe is the date that sounds like a good show i'll show for sting dude billy joel doesn't do it for me
0: i i I listened to billy Joel only because of my dad my dad was always listening to billy Joel back in the day and i've listened to sting of course i mean growing up in the in the 80s and whatnot you're gonna listen to the police you know even when he went solo he had some some bangers dude back in the day you know
1: the the problem with uh, billy joel is that song we didn't start the fire in retrospect yeah we
0: started all of them (laughs) well he's billy joe's had some good songs though
1: man Oh, i'm a piano man uh she's always a woman to me which is a great song new york state
0: of mind uh the longest time yeah i mean the thing is is that if you don't get to see them this time they're getting up there in age already bro it's like are you are you gonna really be able to see them again
1: okay maybe i'll be more excited some of these songs are are still bops they're not bangers they're still bops Uh, Just the Way You Are, Uh, My Life, uh, She's Got a Way, Uh, Only the Good Die Young. I mean, okay, it's still rock and roll to me. All right, okay, fine. I, I, I can make this a thing. Billy Joel has this thing, by the way, where he does not allow music venues to sell the first two rows of seats. I don't know if you knew that. No. This has been a thing for Billy Joel for decades, and he does it today, and he will do this at the Alamo Dome. He does not, allow the first two rows to be sold what he does is is that he lets people get to the concert and then he gets his roadies and he gets the roadies to go to the cheap seats and find fans of the cheap seats and he sells every roadie you've got four or five or six tickets bring them up to the front because he wants the real fans the ones who can't afford to be in the front row yeah to be in the front row that's that's awesome dude that's awesome that's dude. written into his contract yeah. there uh, you know, Sting, on the other hand, will play for who, <laughs> whoever. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, Sting. He's a gun for hire, bro. Yes.
1: <laughs> you know, the, the weirdest thing about Sting, by the way, I've seen him in concert. Uh, what he was before he was a music star, he was a teacher. Really? Right. He was an actual teacher, right? Yeah. One of his big hits when he first came out with The Police, well, maybe second album, he had Roxanne and all that in the late, night, late 70s, was Don't Stand So Close to Me, which is about a teacher Banging a student. Oh, Lord. And he was a teacher and he wrote that song. Teacher
0: diddling, dude.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So wrong, but this has been a fun show. You have the day off today, don't you?
0: I have the day off, man, but I got to talk to my electrician, AC guy here. I'm already seven minutes late, dude. So he's probably going to be on me. I,
1: I got a call because my, uh, <clears throat> Smoke alarm's been chirping for about four days, dude. dude. You gotta sucks. push the button, man. It's twenty six feet up, dude. Yeah, you vaulted gotta get ceiling. a long pole and push the button. I have a two story house, but like one part of the house is vaulted all the way to the top. Yeah, man. So it's only two story like on half the house. It's a long way up. Yeah, and I ain't gonna get a ladder <laughs> for that. F that. Man. Gotta hire somebody, bro, dude. I'm afraid to use my my microwave and my oven and stove right now because it's so clean. That lady who came by, that cute chick who came by to clean my house, yeah. She did, did a good, good job, job dude. yeah, bro. She did a good job. This has been fun. Follow me on Twitter at MJ Acquired Taste. You can follow Joe at Two Shots Podcast. Like and subscribe on the way out the door. On the way out the door and share what we do because none of what we talked about today, by the way, is dated, right? So whether you hear it later on a podcast or whether you share it with your friends or whatnot, text it to them. Tell them, hey, follow these guys. Thank you for those of you who uh, bought us a coffee or took part in the Super Chat. QR code is still up there. This has been fun. Uh, I got to figure out who Kathy Kelly from WWE is. Yeah, Uh, I got to figure that out. But uh, this has been a fun show. See you guys tomorrow. Have a good Thursday. Peace.